0: This podcast is made possible by your support and your donations. Thank you. And by the purchase of my book called Everyday Buddhism, Real Life Buddhist Teachings and Practices for Real Change. I will post an affiliate link to the book on Amazon in the show notes. And if you've already read it, please take a minute to rate and review. And also consider purchasing it again for a friend or family member as a gift. Welcome to Everyday Buddhism, making every day better by applying the proven tools found in Buddhist concepts. Welcome to episode 80 of Everyday Buddhism, Making Everyday Better. Today I'm releasing a special best of episode coming from 2019, and it's celebrating Bodhi Day. Bodhi Day is typically celebrated on the eighth day of the 12th month, and it honors Shakyamuni's enlightenment of himself as Buddha. and celebrating all of our enlightenment to our own Buddha nature. Now, on with the episode. Happy Bodhi Day! You know, Bodhi Day is celebrated uh, by a lot of different traditions across the Buddhist spectrum. Um, They celebrate by stringing colored lights because the different colors represent um, you know, many of the paths that lead to enlightenment. You know, Buddha said there's 84,000 different particular afflictions and blockages and obstacles to that, um, and therefore 84,000 different ways to practice. So the different colored lights uh, kind of represent uh, different ways we could reach enlightenment. Um, there's other celebrations, uh, in the Buddhist tradition of Bodhi Day, including, you know, sweet cakes and food and drink and, um, uh, having a, uh, a, a ficus tree, uh, decorated much like we decorate our evergreens for Christmas. There's, there's many kind of ways to celebrate. Um, and then there's, just the everyday way too. Um, in, in many of the Pure Land traditions uh, and even in the Zen tradition, it's called ro- Rohatsu. Um, they, they will stay up all night uh, in the Pure Land tradition and, and meditate and uh, think about um, their own individual blockages to enlightenment and ways to make life better for themselves and others. Um, maybe reading or chanting sutras, but let's talk about this from a sort of a broader perspective around light and dark. You know, we are in a time of celebrations, celebrating the return of light to the northern hemisphere, hemisphere. you know, sort of the rebirth of the sun. The long nights of December are marked by numerous celebrations across many religious and spiritual traditions, including pagan, Christian, Jew, African Kwanzaa, and the Buddhist use of light as a symbol in their observances at this time in the year. How wonderful, though, when you think of it, that so many of us celebrate light as Buddhists we celebrate the light of awakening. It's a celebration of the historical Buddhist, Siddhartha Gautama, when obtaining enlightenment, but it is also the celebration of what Siddhartha awakened to. He awakened to the possibility of all our enlightenment, And this shouldn't be thought of as, uh, I don't know, some far off mystical and probable happening that might take thousands of lifetimes to attain, or uh, one lifetime of complete renunciate living in a cave, maybe. No, enlightenment is possible for all of us. It's our birthright, as Shakyamuni's awakening demonstrated. There may be traditional or more orthodox Buddhist practitioners that will in fact disagree with my presentation of enlightenment, but many also do agree with me. I've talked before about my own personal rush to string lights like a mad woman inside and outside of the house, starting around Thanksgiving, trying to lighten these dark days of December. Yet this week I've been thinking, about the message of this darkness, and how it is the messenger of our own enlightenment. We know that a primary teaching of Buddhism is conditioned existence, meaning that everything that arises, every event, phenomena, thought, word, action, etc., is conditional, depending upon an infinitely complex webs of web of other things each of which are themselves conditioned upon an infinitely complex web of other things and so on and so on and so on but to distill it down to the simplest terms without cold would there be heat how would we know heat how could we know heat is heat if not for the experience of cold and how could we know the experience of light without darkness. My stringing lights doesn't really make the darkness go away. It only enlightens the small area where the lights are shining. When I turn them off, there's darkness again. The darkness remains. We need that darkness in December to quiet our thoughts and turn our gaze inward. We shouldn't be hanging lights to avoid or be ignorant of the darkness that exists both outside and inside of us, but only in celebration of our awareness of both the darkness and the light that is always shining outside and inside of us. Darkness allows us, invites us to do that. You know, in the story of the Buddha's meditation and awakening experience under that Bodhi tree, Shakyamuni vowed not to move from the spot under that tree until he attained the goal of liberation from the sorrows of the world. Essentially, it was his own challenge, death or enlightenment. And what makes the story even more engaging makes it even a better story, is that Mara, a god or demon personifying lust and death, attempted to move Shakyamuni with beautiful women and sexual desires and monsters and ridicule of him saying no one would believe that Shakyamuni attained enlightenment because Mara said that seat of enlightenment belonged to him. Now, Shakyamuni dismissed the temptations of Mara by reaching down and touching the earth, and it was the earth who would bear witness to Shakyamuni, speaking for Shakyamuni's enlightenment, which happened as Venus, the morning star, rose in the sky. Now, according to this legend, when Siddhartha saw Venus, he said, How marvelous! I the great earth and all beings are naturally and simultaneously awakened, unquote. Well, there shouldn't be quotes. I don't know really what he said. This is what the legend says. So as Shakyamuni was awakened by the Dharma or the spirit of Buddha nature, he proclaimed that the great earth and all beings are also awakened. So our awakening is certain. It is contained in our inherent Buddha nature. It is also in our nature to face the same challenges that Shakyamuni faced. And we too can awaken, as Shakyamuni did, awaken to our own ignorance. We are all facing possible death or enlightenment every day, like Shakyamuni's individual challenge and every season in the long darkness before the solstice. But Venus does rise in the sky in the morning, the sun comes up soon after, and the days lengthen at the winter solstice. The light is always there. And yet, so is the darkness. As I said a little bit ago, stringing lights doesn't chase the darkness away. We don't chase our own maras away or our own temptations of mara away through external rituals or activities, but by looking inside to find our light and having also the earth declare it so. In touching the earth, Shakyamuni touches all that is, awakening from his ignorance He touches the great interdependence and compassion that is always there within our very nature, within the nature of earth, within our earthbound selves. Shakyamuni's enlightenment experience is ours. It is the one truth that when conditions of darkness or ignorance are present, then the light of wisdom isn't seen. And that truth also indicates that when wisdom lights up the darkness of our ignorance, then ignorance ceases to be. On this day, Bodhi Day, it is a time to celebrate our refuge in the Buddha nature that Shakyamuni awakened to. As the Zen master Dogen said, although we refer to Shakyamuni reaching or attaining enlightenment of the Dharma, It is much more accurate to say that Shakyamuni was attained by the Dharma. You know, David Brazier Sensei expresses that same sentiment when he says, Buddhism is quote-unquote caught rather than taught. I believe that can be said of any teacher who transmits his own deep understanding to you through his teaching. We are captivated. We fall in love with the teaching. We fall in love with the teacher and the feeling it inspires in us. If we try to remember feeling that way about something that we learned from someone and we're forever grateful about it, then the opening words of the Tenbutsuge, which is a smaller part of the larger Pure Land Sutra, will not seem far-fetched, nor a distant mythical story that Mahayana Sutras sometimes seem like. They seem like they're these wild, crazy fantasies with no meaning for us. But this story, when Dharmakara, which is, he's the hero of the story, and he later goes on to become a Mita Buddha, when Dharmakara gushes over the Buddha himself, which was Dharmakara's teacher, he says, quote, Your radiant face... Like a mountain peak, catching the first burst of morning light, has awesome and unequaled majesty. Like black ink, by comparison, are the sun, the moon, or the mani treasure. Tatagata, such is your incomparable face. The melody of your enlightenment fills the world. You know, we know how that feels. we felt that way before. Feeling that way is a kind of falling in love. We have fallen in love with the light of the Buddha, the light of the Dharma, the immeasurable light and immeasurable life of Amida that has penetrated our dark material world, our financial problems, our squabbles with our co-workers or family and all our health challenges. When that light opens up our hearts, We can forget about this mundane world, our little stories, and our ego, our ignorance. At that moment, we too become illuminated, first from the outside, from the teachings of the teacher, then from the inside, when our hearts open and we are able to transcend ourselves, if only for a moment. We have glimpsed that immeasurable life through the boundless light of compassion that is always teaching us through the people and circumstances that surround us. Reverend Harada, a student of Reverend Gome Kabose, refers to this as the life beyond ego. At that moment, we are connected to our teacher and his teacher and his teacher and the Buddha bringing the Dharma, bringing the world of suchness, the ultimate spiritual world into the mundane world, through us under this spell if you will of the buddha our lives are full full of meaning because we've become one with the buddha and the buddha nature that is our birthright so now we can without hesitation live as our true authentic selves through the help of the buddha who has opened a clear channel into our hearts and minds with that channel open our doubts our doubts will disperse And we can pursue our innermost aspiration with a faith given to us in a grace, in a grace that comes to us through our teachers, through the Buddha, through the Dharma, through a field of influence, through a pure land that the Buddha has shown to us through the teachers that are the circumstances in our lives. The grace I find in Shakyamuni's Enlightenment reaffirms my own confidence and refuge in the Dharma, reaffirms my faith. Yes, I said it, my faith, my confidence. What we are awakening to is that call of the spirit of our Buddha nature. That call is in the light that is forever and every place shining on us, lighting our path with wisdom and embracing us in compassion. In Shin and Pure Land Buddhism, Amida or Amitabha is light without bounds, infinite light. In the larger Pure Land Sutra, where the Tanbutsuge that I earlier quoted comes from, it's written that there is no place that is not illuminated by the light emanating from Amida Buddha. It also says that when sentient beings encounter that light, their defilements are removed and they feel tenderness, joy, pleasure, and good thoughts arise. Now, doesn't that sound like the words describing this season of light? And we did nothing to cause that light to shine, and we don't have to work to encounter it. It is a light constantly and continuously shining on us, and unlike the sun or moon or the lights I have strung, it cannot be blocked by clouds or a lack of electricity. It's a grace given to us, unearned. In our everyday lives, we can feel this light here with us right now. It didn't just happen to Mooney. It's happening now. And in the celebration of Christmas, we aren't celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ 2,000 some years ago. We are celebrating the birth of the Christ Spirit in our hearts today and every day. The light is the wisdom of the Dharma. This light is the Dharma. The wisdom that recognizes that all things are perfect. And as perfect, all things are full of meaning. All things are suchness. Haneda Sensei writes in the book Dharma Breeze, quote, when light comes into a dust-filled room, even the dust starts to shine. So on this Bodhi Day, let us gasho to all our teachers, Shakyamuni and all the Buddhist masters and teachers, and the teachers that are our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, our pets, and the shining dust. They all share and reflect the grace of Amita's light, the wisdom light of the Dharma that grasped Shakyamuni that morning, the absolute ultimate Buddha nature that is in each of us. Happy Bodhi Day. May the light shine on you and yours this day, this season, and every day. May it be so. Next up, some announcements. As always, a reminder that you can join me and others in the private donation-supported Everyday Sangha that meets virtually via Zoom every other week on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. The Sangha is currently studying the Shin Buddhism classic River of Fire, River of Water by Teyatso Uno, so now is a perfect time to consider joining. If not the Sangha... Consider supporting the efforts of this podcast and related groups by becoming a community member for $5 a month. If you do, you will have access to a mem- to members-only podcasts, an education series, a private um, community group hosted by Heartland, and the Introduction to Buddhism class and the new bonus contemplation podcasts. If you don't follow me or Everyday Buddhism on any social media platforms we post in, you can go to the Everyday Buddhism website and join the membership community or the Everyday Sangha. Go to www.everyday-buddhism.com and click on the tab that says Join Community or Sangha. I can't stress enough how important it is to this podcast and the related groups to receive your donations. I don't seek podcast sponsors or ask for financial commitments through paid podcast memberships. So my work and the cost of the infrastructure needed to support what I do is entirely self-funded, except for your donations, which is getting, makes it harder and harder to maintain Um, considering inflation and the rising cost of everything I pay for to make this happen. So please consider a one-time or continuing donation through Patreon or my website. You can find the links in the show notes. And also, another way you can help is to rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You know, it's important Uh, to share this podcast with others if you find it helpful in your life. And if you could take a minute to comment rather than just rate so people will know why you love everyday Buddhism. And thanks again to all of you who write in with comments and questions. I do read everything. I can't always respond and when I do I certainly can't respond right away. So be patient and I'll try to do my best. And that's it for all the announcements. Until next time, keep finding ways to make yours and everyone's days better.